but nature strip. He's a force of nature today. That's his fourth half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But this is a blitz. It's a weak blitz. Two in a row. And she joins the all-time greats of the turf. Winks has won. Mugs, we're back, we're pumped, we've got, we're starting off, mate. This is a huge weekend for Brisbane and Queensland racing in general. We've got um, a benchmark 60 to kick us off, which, I mean, we've had two-year-old maidens for the last, feels like a year or something that have let us off. We've got a couple listed races, trekking makes his way up the 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 highway and um mate it's going to be i think it's been a cracking event this um this weekend in the, in the group two so i'm looking forward to it a couple of group ones in adelaide the fields are a bit light on in my humble opinion but um we'll um we'll cross those when we come to it how you going there moss mate i'm very well and you're you spot on brisbane racing the place to watch this week uh, i don't think there's any danger of us getting split screen this week mate because we have got the premier racing uh, <laughs> and the vibes are high so what we do most weeks anyway is the punting balance resets we have some new energy coming into this week and some unparalleled confidence that we're going to go nine from nine again so last week was a bit rough um i guess I guess the, the good thing was skins lived up to the hype. Um, yep. I was the, the only one that just for some reason didn't back it, um, but they came for it. It was, I think, what, what did you tip it at? About three bucks on the day and coming to a dollar eighty. I didn't even tip it on the day. I think Lloydy tipped on the day. I went, I went around it. I made the old, uh, I made the old mistake of um, thinking back markers might get out and round them at Doombin with the rail out a bit. And I was, um, Completely left, opposite. left left wondering a bit because if you weren't on the rail you're pretty much dead and buried before the race even jumps so i've 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 redone the form i bet if, if, if they start running on this week i'm just going to tear my hair out because um yeah it's it's becoming almost impossible <laughs> yeah well you just hope that that eagle farm dynamic does make it happen mate but i'm not going to really try and butter it up it's going to be a shit show track wise Hopefully, we're just sort of uh, picking the right horses that are going to be in the right spots come Saturday because I think it was pretty much if you weren't in the first three or four at Doom the last week, yeah. you weren't getting close. Um, and that's just summed up with horses like Star Virgo won coming up the rail. Olmedo, who hasn't won for years. Stardome leads for the first time probably <laughs> in his racing career. Um, what an absolute G-up that was. I actually... In our preview, mate, I put that line in as a bit of a, a piss take joke, and it actually eventuated. And look what happens. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's that's in the past, mate. You're right. We look to the future. Uh, champ- <laughs> You're right. Championships are done. Sydney's done. We move to Adelaide, uh, and then we start to tap into the good stuff at Brisbane. But it is, as you said, mate. Victory Stakes Day, race one, my man. Kick us off. Tell me what's going on. Who's going around? And let's uh, let's get some winners this week. Mate, race one, we got, oh, I thought it was a benchmark 60. I swear I read that the other day. It's a benchmark 75, the um, the Treasury Brisbane oh. over the 1,400. Um, Alpendorada leads the market. Caught it last time, $3.10. And we've got Dr. Why Not, four twenty. Genzai the Wolf, Maslow. This is a bit of a Westlink. I've tipped that last yeah. time. Pectus is back for the Wallace stable. We've had a few First doubles up, there hey. over the years. And then... Um, the notable change in the market here is the removal of East Asia coming out. So she's out for the Heathcote yeah. stadium. But I um, think, uh, yeah. 
I think barrier fourteen is probably the reason there, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think for the scratching because it would have been pretty well placed here, East Asia. Yeah, it, it, well, it should be winning a race like this, but I was worried about the way it would get back and where it ends up from there. I'm for the same reason I've potted Alpendurada as well. I thought, um, I mean, I, I could be completely wrong here. I know the trip is definitely not what suits here, but I've settled on Dr. Why Not, mate. Um, $6.50. There's a bit of early money. It's in the 420. There was only 20 cent deductions for East Asia. So they've obviously come for it a bit. Um, I think it's a pretty tough way to start the day. Um, it was bobbed out by bobbed out Eurobell latest. Daring Bell was in behind about, I think, one and a half lengths. It franked the form on Wednesday, came out and won at T-Bar and actually pretty impressively in the end down the middle of the track, which they weren't sort of winning from too often at Toowoomba there. So it was a bit of a rails day. So that was a pretty good win. Um, it's stepping up through the grades and I just can't see how it won't do it again. Gets the claim with Wishart on board and I am pretty happy to take the 650... <laughs> in early markets or you did the old you, you're giving me that you give me that the apprentice face then mate i'm trusting her to yeah. get the job done here. That's it. it is yeah and look when we uh when i say we reset every week it doesn't reset my feelings towards some apprentices mate uh look it was super tough last start shezza was on it he's he's our man mate he's a, a yeah. gun apprentice he, so he is the class I'm just, uh, I'm surprised you're jumping off Westlink, to be honest. Um, but that's all right. I'm happy to jump on. I get Jimmy Orman on board, mate. Uh, I just think it was, it was, well, I don't need to remind you. It was super unlucky there last start, mate. Absolutely yeah. pipped on the line after doing all the work. It's mm. four before that, though, going around on soft heavies where it just doesn't really uh, perform. Let's say that word, but... A few of those starts, mate. It was it was a couple of lengths off. Wonderful Riri, Dixon Bay, Kalek, which are probably uh, you know your top three or four in the market in a field like this as well. So Barry Eleven, I know Doctor Wynott looks to have it pretty easy, but I think Westlink sits pretty forward as well and has a good each way side for Mozza there in race one. Yeah, I, I and, think it was. Uh, I think it was just where it, where it sits in the run. That was the query for me. I was just like, oh, if it's not if it's posted, we're in trouble, and I'm just not yeah. taking that chance early on at the farm. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's a few in that same boat. I mean, even Elpen Dorada, it's, you know, last start was great, but it could be in a really, really tricky spot. Um, and at $3 coming in, yeah, no thanks for the favourite backers there. Uh, but look, we're going to take our chips, mate. We're going to move on to race two, and we've got the, the weekly biannual classic time-honoured prestigious Chris Waller middle distance BM78. Uh, and what's actually surprising is Chris, he's such a great bloke. You know, he's a big fan of the podcast, listens most weeks. I think he hasn't listened to last week because he was uh, spruiking colding for us, which is good. And he's still celebrating. But the big one is Joymaker. And we get to see the great girl go around again. And your favorite apprentice on board, mate, Alex Pattis. I'm sure she'll be wrapped to hear the spruik from Bean. 550, yep. are you back with the Joymaker? No, mate. There's on on the last on the, on the last race. There's literally like bold executive come up favourite. To be honest, I don't understand that. I think Traduce, it was pretty smart last 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 run. Like it's three from six this trip. There's no weight swing in favour of bold executive and or Joymaker. Um, you get Frad. It beat start. It beat home Stardome by I think a couple of lengths in that race. Who yes changed the way it was going to race and shifted the pattern last start. But it was pretty impressive in that win as well. So that yeah. stacks up. And you know if 
if the if it stays dry, fingers crossed. I mean, we've discussed it many times. It drains like you would not believe at Eagle Farm. But if the rain does come, then I think you've got to probably have a bit of a cheeky play with Mashani's secret. But traduce, mate, three three twenty is a, I think you're stealing. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't say it any better. I, there's just nothing standing out to me to to change off that last start win. It's it's getting the same form line going in as the other two favourites. Yep. Same track, same distance, same jock on board. As you said, not a lot in the weights. So I think the difference was last start. Freddy sat uh, sat Traduce a little bit more forward, which was obviously the the winning move there. So, I mean, in a field like this where there's not a lot of pace, he's going to have no problem doing the same um, and just show that he had the better turn of foot. Joymaker does. Joymaker gets too far back. Can't can't catch him in time, mate. I don't see the, the results being any different this week. So Traduce, big thumbs up from Ozzy here as well, mate. Yep. I like it. Lovely. And, uh, well, the Treasury, uh, I think, are a major sponsor of the Winter Carnival, which is pretty dangerous Like uh, for mugs like yourself and myself, which do not know when to stop or to go home when we should. So if there's shuttle buses going, Brisbane Racing Club, don't really answer much of our Instagram comments, but that's okay. We'll be first ones on. And they sponsor the Open Handicap here. And what you've got is get stuck in injunction at the top of the market. So this was the bit of a controversial protest. Um, and we think it was a little bit more trainer v trainer than performance. But you've also got So You Win for Big Bad Ditters for Chris Waller. Um, and Chris Waller's actually got a, another one here in Orwood going around. But um, when Orwood hasn't won, I think since that Toowoomba Cup almost a year ago, it's a bit hard to put on top, but we said the same about Stardome last week, mate. Yeah, mate. I reckon um, So You Win is almost the bet of the day at Eagle Farm, to be honest with you, mate. Draws the inside barrier. It'll get enough pace from Junction and get stuck in. There could still be of animosity there, hopefully, between the two stables and fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Glenn Boss and Leah Kilner have a bit of a dig at each other. Um, it has a sublime second-up record. Um, handles Eagle Farm, good or soft tracks, depending on – there's all this sort of weather predicted, like 10, 20 mils. I mean, like we've said, shouldn't have any impact, but if it does, the conditions aren't going to be a problem. Uh, fingers crossed Dittman can get him home here, but I think um, I think So You Win's a pretty good bet. It was $4 in early markets, three eighty now, so a tiny bit of support there. Um, I'm, I've, I'm giving it a bit of a push. Winks, colours, get the job done here, I reckon. Yeah, mate, we're two from two. Uh, the last two races, mate, The another mug booker, um, and it was pretty much he's, he returned super there first up. Yeah. Um, he was flying – everyone saw it, mate. He was flying home behind the, the two there in the market. He's only going to get better over the trip, and he's going to get that here. So, um, eighteen hundred is a big tick. The track's not a problem there. He was running on really, really well, and I think you're right. The good track does seem to be where he does his best racing, but some pretty solid stats there on the soft as well. Um, not going to be too far back, which is always going to be the worry there. But barrier one, sit, cover, swoop, see you later. Let's go in line, collect our winnings, mate. Four bucks, I reckon. I reckon you'll probably see So You Win come into favourite. So I might yeah, have a little dab now. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. That's it. I'm going to, mate, because I say it every week. <laughs> say this every week. Don't bother about getting these early prices because they'll be there. But I'm going to do the classic mug act of honour. I'm going to get on So You Win now at four, and everyone else is going to blow out to $7 on race day. So I'll get the odds for you guys out there. So that's the kind of. <laughs> effort we put in for the yeah, month. That's a, that's a kind of good bloke you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. 
Uh, but, mate, look, we've had a pretty big week. So, Muggs, I know that you're listening. We did a little bit of shopping at the sales, which is pretty damn exciting, mate. So, I can see uh, well, we're doing this on Zoom. So, I see the bean nodding profusely. Um, but stay tuned. Next couple of days, Muggs, we'll send out a bit of comms. And we'd love to, love to get a bit of a gang together to, to go check out these races when they get to come around and make a bit of a day of it, mate. You're pretty excited or what? Yeah, and no, I'm pumped. It should be really good. Get a bit of a crew there with the horses. Hopefully, we can jag a few winners over the over the coming months and years, and then potentially um, onwards up to bigger and better things. We just need to we just need to nab a takeover target, mate. We'll get one for you know sixteen fifty yeah. or something, and run it at Ascot. You know, one of those sort of <laughs> one of those oh, miracle, mate, miracle purchases. It was injured too. That thing. Oh, anyway, that that that's the um that's the well, goal. Well, I'm uh, I'm all on board the dream. Yeah. I'm all on board the dream. I, I think the problem for yourself and myself would be we'd get over there, uh, get stuck in a little bit too hard too early, not get let into Ascot, end up watching it at a pub uh, somewhere in London. So that'd be just as good. It'd yeah, be just that, as good. Yeah, just as good of vibes. That's right. <laughs> um, Mate, onto, uh, onto the three-year-olds. And we're at to the 1300 now at Eagle Farm, which is a little bit of a tricky start from memory. Um, I'm just bringing up my map because it is, is that little bit of a back straight before they can settle? So, I mean, you could, I guess if you're drawn wide, you do have the time to get across, but the the, uh, the other side of the coin, so to speak, is you're caught out wide where you don't want to be. And if you can't get in by that first turn, you, you end up in a little bit of strife. But the boss man's in town, mate. Glenn Boss. There's um, a few bosses in town, actually. There is. <laughs> but... Huey Bowman, so yeah. after he's nearly killed some other horse last week, got a suspension, but for some reason can ride on this Saturday, which... Just baffles me, mate, how that system bloody works. Um, but you got Mickey Rod back, Brennan of Dulles up here. He takes the ride there on Star Rossa. Um, and of course, you've got the local, I guess, J Mac, if you could call him, Jimmy Byrne. He takes George's pride there at $2.80, uh, who just doesn't do a thing wrong, mate. Mate, this is dead set, <clears throat> which, which I made the mistake last week of not tipping any Golan runners. And this is dead set, George's pride versus yeah. which Golan runner kind of sort of set up. I've, um, I've landed on Satanta. I know that it's a, a bit of a youngster and it's sort of up and coming through the grades and not as proven when it comes to sort of horses like Georgie's Pride. I think it settles well. I think Glenn Boss probably gets the pick of the rides when he comes to town here. Um, it'll be, if it's not outside Georgie's Pride, it'll be right in behind it. Um, on place is going to be the place to be over 1300. Like you said, it is a tricky start and up in grade. I just think I'm basing this probably more on the fact that who's riding what in this particular race. I want to be on pace and Satanta gets the push from me there, but it is, it's super tough. Oh, well, we, and we always have the little old uh, spruik at the end there <laughs> back in the other goal and runner, but when he's got five in the race, uh, I guess it covers all basis for us that we've got five throws at the stumps. Yeah, um, hitting one from five that I wouldn't really back myself in, let alone you. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've landed on Paladas first up and Look, I can't really add any more to what you've sort of said there, mate. It looks to be a bit of Georgie's pride versus the rest. I uh, just think he's, he's trialed super, took a little bit of figuring out last prep, and I think Golan's probably done that because he knows what he's doing. I've got a little bit of a hunch on that. Um, I just think this horse can come back and really have a massive prep. So Mickey Rod on board too. I mean, they're all top-class jockeys, so it's not a, a usual sort of Saturday where you think you get the pick. It's probably, well, you get this one, you get this one, you get this one. Best jockey wins. So yeah. good race, real handy race. It'll be good, that one. It will be. 
now look, mate, we'll stuck in. We'll get stuck in a race five, and then we'll uh, we'll cross the Nullarbor down to Adelaide. Is that correct? We'll cross. The <laughs> I, don't South know, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think I it's. Care. I think it's Adelaide to first to <laughs> Nullarbor. But we'll um, Mister <laughs> Ge- Geography over here. We'll um, we'll let you have that, mate. Yeah, we'll take it. Well, <laughs> but. My plan is, mate, we're going to pick Pikey up on the way because he's coming to Adelaide, and yeah, he is after that, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna run with uh, this like it was planned, mate. And then he's coming up to the Gold Coast. Uh, I think it might be might even be next weekend. There, they're a little bit of a meet uh, down there, so we'll have to keep our eyes up. Fingers crossed, he gets up here for some of the Winter Carnival too. Yeah. That'd be a pretty good shout yeah. out. We know a few a uh, few big wigs at the club that might be able to get him in there. So fingers crossed. Uh, but mate, you got Cloak on top now. This is a big runner because always been a fan of Cloak. I know you have as well. The big point that I want to make, though, is Mr. David Van Doomben lines her up here at Eagle Farm, which he's not really a fan of. Um, what do you make of it, mate? Do you think it just thinks it's just good enough to win here? Or is it a matter of, well, if I don't run it, I'm, I'm going to miss out? Well, I think he probably is thinking if he doesn't run it, he's probably going to lose Cloak. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> to be honest, it's getting to the point where you kind of almost like, I think, I mean, I... I'm not sure of Golan's thoughts on the track. I don't think any of the trainers really are super fond of it. I think you've just got to kind of start running them there. Otherwise they just don't run. I think that's, I think that's probably more to do with it than anything. I, I found this race. It's, I mean, to me, it's a, just a genuine sort of nightmare. I mean, Kubrick's back in again with that sort of half average performance. Oh. Mate, I've dead set. You won't. You won't read about it. I've landed on slow hands again. I've, I, I got on. I got. We we got the victory. I jumped off. You stuck with. I'm thinking by race five we get a bit of wet weather. It drops um, a kilo on the last run. I'm I'm hoping that it's not too far back from barrier three. Steph Thornton can sort of be no more than three pairs back and potentially has the opportunity from that spot to be on the pace-ish and be close enough to get them late. But, geez, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not real confident here. Eh? This was a, yeah, this was a shocker. This was, yeah. I, I, tossed, I tossed and turned a few times with a few different runners and then landed back on slow hands and then was like, what am I doing? Oh, uh, well, whatever, whatever you're drinking, mate, I'm drinking it too. Uh, I've got slow hands on top as well. Yeah, you wouldn't read about oh, it, mate. Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, look, let's just say... <laughs> just say it's an Eagle Farm horse. Yes, we would love it. A little bit of a soft track, but not to say she doesn't run bad, uh, Steph Thornton, that is, on a uh, on a good track here for the big grey. Um, but two starts back, she absolutely butchered it. She said that, not me, but then I said it as well. Uh, but then last start, just too far back. Like, it's got a turn of foot here. And I just think from barrier three, uh, yeah. barrier two actually comes into after some scratchings. It's not going to be, you know, 50 lengths behind. So we're yeah. on board, mate. I'm, I'm never going to pick Kubrick. Gontantes is the start, mate. It's turned into one of those horses. And you've got a three kilo claiming apprentice here on cloak, which just screams warning bells for me all around. So, yes. yeah. As soon as that happens, it's like it's almost a grasping at straws sort of situation, isn't it? It's like, oh, we get the weight. And I'm like, yeah, but I think most of the time you're better off with the weight and the better jockey. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, mate. And and when you've got, you know, you've got an 1,800-meter handicap, which ultimately Cloak's probably looking to get to, you know, why would you not just get in there with with the bottom weight and and show them uh, a bit of a turn of foot? So, 
Oh, well, I won't tell you how to do your job, David Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate, we're going down south. This is big. So Adelaide is in the spotlight for the next couple of weeks, which is refreshing because I really, uh, I'm really getting to watch Victorian racing. So, geez, haven't anybody made fireworks this week, mate? Before we get to Adelaide, how about this Melbourne Cup? Bloody news! How about yeah. it? Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for the um, I'm all for the the horse safety and all that kind of stuff. I think that's super important. Um, I'm not, I'm not so concerned that it'll limit the amount of international runners that will come over here. I'm more concerned that racing Australia in general does nothing for long distance racing. If we did more for that, then I think it has a, a much smaller impact, but we just have no distance races. Like every second race over in England's over 4,000, 3,600. Yeah. Like that's the problem. If they change the structure a bit and do a bit more of that, then this system probably works, but it's going to be pretty light on. Like we could be getting a couple of, you know, $5 favourites yeah. for the Melbourne Cup, which is unheard of in recent years. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a messy situation. And what what's annoying, this is classic Victoria racing too. They've sort of spun this that they're showing, you know, some incentive and initiatives to, to change up the Melbourne Cup when it's purely because of their lack of, um, I guess, integrity down there, scanning these horses, looking for vet checks and doing whatnot and just ticking everything off to, to run into the Melbourne Cup, that, that's probably the, the case that's being forgotten here is that they've continually stuffed things up from a, you know, a, an, a quarantine level um, and they're just not willing to cop the bloody blame. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. I think, um, yeah. One. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, I mean, I think I, Joseph O'Brien came out today and said, oh, look, he's all for the welfare and We'll see what happens yeah, on yeah. who we bring over. And then I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's that's a stable you don't want not bringing their best down kind of thing. What have they won, three of the last four or five or something like that? Like, I mean, come on. Like, you've got yeah. to sort of, you know, you want to attract the best. Well, and that's, yeah. And that's, and then you're spot on because what will happen is that they'll start to bring their, their probably C and D grade lineup um, yeah, exactly. who will still spank, spank our local crop, which just makes yeah. our day is look even more ridiculous uh, and just takes the piss out of the punters because we want to see, you know, Aiden O'Brien's best day come down and have a shot at the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. 100%. Uh, well, look, we'll go to we'll go to the Sangstar Stakes, mate. Group 1, 1,200 metres. So I don't think we'll see any of these horses in the Melbourne Cup this year. Uh, no. But who knows? Subpoenaed, subpoenaed might be going around in it. You just never know. Yeah. But gee whiz, mate. I don't know. Look, I don't know where to start. Um, we've got 16... I guess what we could say is all the big guns, uh, you got, you know, on paper, Flit, Brooklyn Hustle, Liar, uh, even probably Hummer Hummer are the most credentialed in this sort of field, have all drawn absolute car parks, which at Morpheville, I think, is just put a line job straight through it. Yeah, mate, this race is um, for a group one, it's genuinely awful. It's the um it's the it's the World Cup, like we mentioned, that where England beat New Zealand. It's gonna have a big asterisk next to it for group one win because um if I was in Adelaide, I reckon I'd probably get a start from barrier thirteen or something like that as yeah. well. It is just disgusting. There's um there's no genuine almost... group one horses in it. I'm pretty appalled, but um I have to pick one of them. <laughs> so yeah. here we go. That's your contractual <laughs> obligations. Yeah, in the that's show, right, mate. mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've settled on the um. I've set, I've actually settled on one here, which I thought it's a bit of a smoky. Um, Rubisaki, I think, is 
from barrier four, Billy Egan, Paddy Payne, um, they're the winning combo. It draws super. It has an unreal second up record, four from six of the trip. It got out late last start at Caulfield and was rattling home. I think at Morfordville, assuming they're running on, I think they had um last start there, they had it on the parks track the last couple, but the bigger track initially. And I think the outside five lanes were used for trials that week. So nothing ran on at all. So it was like inside lanes or you were just dead and buried sort of a setup. So as long as they're running on, you can get past them out wide. Handles the good service to a degree. Rubasaki, $16 I'm getting. That's a some sort of a bet, I think. But geez, it's a pretty rough group one. Yeah, well, that's some insight there for you, Mugs. The Bean looking at trial uh, positionings there at Morfordville. Um, Just caught a well, bit of the TV, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even better, even better. Call your bloody Bean Ashman. Uh, well, <laughs> mate, if you're if you're thinking you're throwing fire into the wind here, generally you would laugh at me for for my next sort of two minute spiel here on my selection, but I don't think there's any any wrong pick in this race. I've come up with a little contra on top. It is the Ruffy of the field, fifty one dollars. Uh, I've been a fan of this horse for quite a while. It ran a uh, a pretty solid fourth, I think, there in a cool more. One year behind a few little horses called uh, Bivouac, Exceedance, uh, Libertini was the other one. Just hasn't really lived up to that. But last start, sat about three wide the trip and absolutely put them to the sword, which don't know how it did that, but it did it. Goes back home, gets the local uh, the local look after, I guess, there with Barrier 8. Um, and just think it's not out of its depth. It just has to sort of tap into that old form that at once upon a time had. So it's one of those things, mate, if it's sitting pretty with, you know, 400 metres to go and you've got an each-way ticket at 50s, yeah, you're, you're looking pretty damn good uh, before it all goes upside down real quick. Uh, good times. Looking forward to that race. Yeah. All right, mate. Back to the promised land. We're into quality territory. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, quality territory, race six, mate. Give us a bit of a uh, spiel because you're – a good little two-year-old wizard here, mate. And that's what we get in race six. Yeah, mate, we get the 1,000 metres, the Dallarello stakes. We've got Ashima. We've got Barrier 6 for Steph Thornton, 420 leading the market. Stella Magic in at 440. Miss Hipster, 450. Military Gambler, 650. And then we get the absolute Smokey of the Field in Referro at nines. The Stiffmeister is back in business again, though the trip, I think, is probably a little bit too short. And then a few others make up the rest of the market. But um, this race was, I thought this race was pretty pretty interesting, to be honest. I've actually landed on Referro. Um, it's been pretty impressive the last couple of starts here. It takes on the Sydney Cider Ashima for the Nisham Stable. But um, it beat Tiger Heart first up by two and a half lengths. That came out last Saturday in the... Um, in the two-year-old handicap to lead off the day and absolutely galloped away to victory. Um, I think it has the pace to overcome the wide draw. It's 13s into nine. I mean, it's nines now. It was 13s into nines. I think got burn sticking is a is a pretty good push here. And the Golan form is just stacking up left, right and centre. I mean, the move won at Wednesday in Sydney. Isotopes flying, so... That whole like Sydney form better than Brisbane form that I normally sort of roll with a bit is just kind of falling away. Gollans just has his his. I mean, we know they're airborne, but they're competitively airborne all over the country now. So it's just it's going wild. So referro for me nine dollars is a great bet. Yeah, mate. I reckon he 
is an absolute wizard right now. He's untouchable, Mr. TJ. That's why we yep. love him. But yeah, I'm I'm shocked at the odds. I can't believe yeah. this thing is nine dollars. So I'll be taking a bit of it too because I'm I'm on board with you. Um, and just even looking through the form, you mentioned Tiger Hart there, who put away um, Subterranean last week, yeah. who who has form ties with a lot of these horses that are shorter in the market. So I think this this boy could definitely kick on to a JJ Atkins. Um, yeah, that was that was my thinking in Burns sticking. I think he potentially. Um, and as soon as there's some markets out, JJ. which there's yeah. not, so refer. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, if we were able to get on this week, we'd get a juicy odd. But they'll come up on Monday, and he'll win this, and he'll come up at two dollars, and we'll have to just take <laughs> it because we've got no bloody option. But yeah, I think it's a nice bet. Um, he's gonna. Well, it's two-year-old racing, mate. They all sort of push forward, but I guess. He's got a little bit of speed there with Miss Hipster, who shows a bit of early pace. So he should be able to get across okay. Um, and I guess the query is a lot of these are, are sort of back for the first up run for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see how the two-year-olds go. Um, it's a good one, though, mate. It's a yeah, good looking one. forward to that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's almost like a, a triple main event this week, mate. And the middle of those triple main event legs, Queensland Guineas. So it's a group two, which is awesome news there, mate. Over the mile, um, and we talk Sydney Raiders, and we've got an absolute star. You've got Private Eye Up, Holyfield, Karaka Cha Cha Cha, Booker Trest. Um, but Patchy Chase, mate, she keeps silencing the doubters, and that uh, includes myself because it's a gelding. Um, but Barrier 10, can it get the lead? That's, that's probably the big if. Yeah, mate, I've I've had to lean that way to be honest. I, I like private eye, but the back markers, I just I'm hesitant to be sort of back anything that's going to be off the pace. I just am not sure about the track. And Desley Forster, she's she come out just before they sort of start um he started the prep and was pretty bullish about Apache Chase. And I sort of kind of went, uh, yeah, shrugged my shoulders, whatever. But dead set. Mate, he's flying. <laughs> Barrier 10, I reckon if he draws six or inside, he probably starts $2.20. I think he starts favourite over private eye, in my humble opinion. The mile is a bit of a query, but uh, there's not much pace in this race, and um, Burns a pretty good judge of all that, knows the track. Um, largely the field, I think, apart from Tumble Ridge, is untested over the trip, and I think it um, I think it leads and wins. Simple. $3 is, $3 is not a bad bet for me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm jumping on with you again. So this is this is this is pretty great scary. Sign, <laughs> or this is pretty scary. Yeah, you took words out of my mouth. Uh, but the only the only sort of other horse I could probably see being a bit of a nuisance is rolling with the flow with our mate Wigo on. So maybe Wigo just ease ease it back so we can take <laughs> our three to one. Um, but you look at you look at who would who would you rather be on rolling the flow or Apache Chase with four lines. Um, Apache Chase is probably that absolute top level two year old, whereas rolling with the flow, the jury's still out. Um, but hey, could surprise us here. So, yeah, I think that's a speed battle. Apache Chase, just a little bit more of score on the board for mine as well, yeah. mate. So I'm on board with you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oof, mate, you you lead us in here because I know a couple of these horses just get you tingling this time yep. of year. This is a huge oh. race, mate. The victory stakes, group two over the 1,200 metres. It's massive. We've got trekking up from Sydney. The Seeker comes up as well. Vega won the big dog. Emerald Kingdom, Nick Nova, Master Jamie, Red Chase. I mean, people are talking about the group one in Adelaide, mate. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're worried about. This is the best race in the country on Saturday. 
Uh, the Odyssey, Stampy, yeah. Panino, and Garibaldi comes out because it's running in the final event of the day. But, um, mate, 1,200 metres. The fact that trekking's in town for this is um, just sublime. Huey Bowman riding there. But I've settled on one of my personal favourites, a bit of a soft spot for the big boy, and that is Nick and Over, mate. I, um, I jumped off Vega 1. I wasn't too impressive first up, but I'm back with... I'm back with Nick and over. Um, I know last prep, a few things went amiss. I mean, he had some pretty, pretty good runs, but um, he comes to this first up, he flies. I am potting trekking, which is run a fourth to classic legend. Makes me look like a bit of a fool, but that's okay. Happy with that. Um, first up, he's a weapon. Used to that. Jimmy Orman, the Tregea stable is absolutely airborne. I need Eagle Farm to play fairly, though, for this race. So I'm happy for the leaders to win for the rest of the day. But as long as they're running on late, then it, it's a big tick from me. But I just think um, I think trekking with the lack of um, potential track knowledge and stuff like that. I know Huey's classy, but I've, in the past, he's he, he tends to find trouble where there shouldn't be any. And from barrier three gets back, I think that's a bit of a query. There'll be enough pace here to set up nicely for Nick and Over, and he's out wide and should be... Too strong late. Fifteen dollars is massive price as well. It is massive, mate. But you just—it's just nicking over. I'm, I hate yeah, to no, break it I'm, to you. I'm just—I'm going again. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. You, you love eating value, mate. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I—I'm doing the same. I'm putting, <clears throat> I'm putting the top couple in the market there. Look, I just can't forgive trekking for that winter bottom run. Um, I think every man and his dog was on him that day. Pikey was even on on the big boy. That's how much yeah. of a spruik it was. Uh, and runs the best fourth. And you got to look at, you know, we talk about it, all these horses headed to that Stradbroke grand final. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Jimmy Cummings is not really here for a group two pick up on the way. Just a bit of a tune-up run. Get him right for it. I've got Master Jamie on top myself. Um, I know that's what you wanted to hear, my selection. But um, I just thought it was the better of the two runs there between Vega 1 and Master Jamie. I Vega 1 cruised through the line. Michael Rod jumped on Garibaldi here, I believe. Um, and I'm just, just not, not convinced that he is as effective over the 1,200 as Master Jamie is. So Barry and I will get across, we'll sit handy um, and just think, you know, I think I, I backed him two weeks ago with the sentiment that the trainer is here to probably pick up a few scalps on the way because come yep. Stradbroke, you know, he's going to start a hundred to one. It'd be a great story, but he's just going to be coming yeah. up against some pretty serious oh, horses. He's in the race. Yeah. So if we can get a, a group two on the way, that's an awesome achievement, um, especially for, for the young jock there as well. So $19 for Master Jamie yeah, as well. It's, it's not about that if it is, if it is leader ish, it's a pretty, pretty good play there, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's that's it. I think I'm uh, I'm pretty confident if that's how it is. If it's not, mate, you're well in the money there with Nick and Over because we know what Nick and Over does, and it's absolutely truck home with a head of steam. Yeah, <laughs> get a dog there, mate. Yeah, in the in the back. <laughs> they're up and about. Yeah, for, exactly. They're up and about for, for Nick and Over, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee, those bloody dash hands. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, Mate, we'll move. Uh, I was going to say, let's let's get this Oaks out of the way. Do we yep. really have to? Yeah. Um, who mm. wins? Let's just keep it short and sharp. Uh, yeah, I've gone Tokarangi. I'm just trucking the Maroni stable over the – it's just run the trip. That's literally as much thought as I put to this. It's not a race I'll be having a bet in, but Tokarangi for Mark Zara and Maroni, $16, is a bet for me.
Yeah, I'm looking at the odds as well. I'm, I'm going Tai Chi Goddess there. Uh, 21's last start winner there at Morganville and just wants this trip. Simple as that. Last prep there was running uh, you know, some nice thirds in the wakeful behind personal, which is just a horse that you can't trust. Um, but 21's each way, it's got uh, it's got the, the form coming into it. So back to the main event, mate. Eagle Farm, yep. that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Spot on. So it's as simple as this, mate. Are you going on a fender bender or are you grabbing a Garabaggy and having a bloody good night out for Tony Gollum? Because two-horse war, the rest in the race, I don't know. Are they a chance? Uh, no, they're not a chance. I think um, I think I've, I've written down basically does the barrier beat Garibaldi or not? That's pretty much the only question. I think it's a better horse than fender in my humble. Um, I just think... For me, this is a decide on the day, which is why it's not Beans Banger. Otherwise, it probably would be if they're running on even a little bit. Garibaldi wins this by a mile. But I think this is one of those races, punters, where you need to wait to see how the track's playing on the day and the money's going to come pretty quick and fast early. Once the second goes and then if they're leading and that's it, then Fender's probably often gone with the prize here, I think. But Garibaldi, yeah. hesitantly. I'm a... Yeah, I'm... I'm in the same boat, hesitantly leaning Garibaldi's way, and it's purely because it's locals versus Raiders here, mate. And Fender was great last start, but it had the services there of Maloney on board. This week, Huey Bowman goes on top, and his first look at Eagle Farm, probably what, since this time last year? Yeah. Big no thanks to me. Um, and as I said, the race before Mickey Rod, I don't know if there's anything in this, but look to jump off Vega 1 to ride Garibaldi. Scratched, gets his services here. I think that's probably Rod's Stradbroke horse if he can get it, if he's doing yeah. the yards in now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty good push. Trials have been awesome as well. Like you can't, yeah, it's, man, you it's can't fine, doubt either of them. But it's just like, it's just, it's just whether they run on a bit or they don't. <laughs> yep. Um, and and look, when we talk Stradbrokes as well, it's it's a handicap. So Garibaldi rated an 85. Fender is as well. That's why they're sort of both in this race. But they're trying to really sneak in on the lighter scale of the weights um, just to give them the best shot. So if Garibaldi comes out and wins a group two, it's rating probably soars, which which is great. You're in the race. But you're also, you know, weighing the same as trekking, which yeah, I think we'd all work. sort of all, all know where we'd probably lean towards on game day, mate. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been good vibes tonight. Let's finish with a bang. Mate, Beans Banger, I'm going for race three, so you win. I just think it's the best bet of the day. First up was super. Second up, we but we're both on board, and I just think it's um it's it's not only is it value, it's it's just it should just win. Mate, replace the uh the words of so you win, referro for Moz's must have. And we're gonna get some value, mate. This nice. is where that's it. And Muggs, I hope you're enjoying the little mugs letter we sent out. So I think Bean, uh we stuffed up your stats, but I can safely say I don't think Moz's must-have has come off the last three weeks since we've been bloody doing this. Before, it was 100% strike rate, mate. But a win from Referro there at 10 bucks would bring me well back in the green, and I'm confident to get on myself. So that's a pretty good double for, for Moz's. Yep, those two win. It's been a good day. <laughs> Woody, who knows what he's up to. Um, he'll probably be on the shortest thing of the day, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. he'd probably be on Garibaldi. Mate, let's, uh, let's, like that. <laughs> that's it. Well, mate, that's all from uh, from myself. Just a big shout-out there tomorrow night, Mugs, Friday night, if you're listening to this on a Friday. It's today. Cool Intelligence. It's our first little test of horse. 
Um, so wish us luck. Barrier 15 is a bit of poison, but we've got Wigo on board who can hopefully get across there with some early speed, give us a bit of a showing. Um, but watch his face. We've got some big horses coming into the mug stable. It's going to be sorting. Yep, that's right. Good luck out there on Saturday, Mugs. We'll catch you later. Yeah.